Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. And good Monday morning. Welcome to the United Way Community Connections show. I am your host, Mike Affelberg. We're here each and every Monday morning on WSMN 1590 AM and WLMW 90.7 FM talking about the nonprofits serving the greater Nashua community. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on. Um, I think the last time we were on live was New Year's Eve morning, and we had a, just a fantastic show that morning. We had four hours of back-to-back interviews, which uh, you know allowed George to take his much-needed and well-deserved vacation, but also gave us the opportunity to talk a lot more about uh, and go into a lot more depth about some of the work that's going on in our community. So welcome back. Um, hopefully not too rusty this morning. I know that when I got up this morning and looked at the thermometer and it said 18 degrees that I guess we can finally definitively say that winter is here. Um, I'm a little sad about that, I have to admit, because, um, you know, it's it's just too darn cold. But we had a good, uh, you know, we had a good run of warmer weather. Now we're going to have a good run of colder weather. That's just the way it works here in New England. Anyway, a couple of great things about our show today. We have a whole bunch of interviews we're going to be doing this morning. We're first of all going to kick it off in just a few minutes with some special guests from the Partnership for Successful Living, actually the Harbor Homes um, portion of the partnership and talking about some of their new resources that they're trying to build, bring to the community for substance use disorder. We'll talk about that. And then we have a couple of interviews a little bit later on. We're going to have the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Nashua, one of the fantastic nonprofits that uh, we have in our community, and talk about some of the work that they're doing. And then we're going to round out the hour with a brand new guest who has never been on our show before, and that's the World Academy. We don't get to talk too much about education on the show and so I'm pretty excited about bringing um, the uh, executive director and founder Kathy Nelson onto our show to talk about the World Academy. By the way the show is live. Um, What does that mean to you? That means if you want to connect with us you can certainly do that by Facebook or by Twitter. Um, You know the uh, frankly if you wanted to you could even text me. I have my cell phone here um, 603-943-9434 but we're also um, live on Facebook and also our handle for United Way is United Way GN and uh, for Twitter as well, United Way GN. So those are all ways in which you can get your questions and comments heard on the radio. A uh, couple of things I wanted to just mention before we start talking with uh, our friends from Harbor Homes. I did want to mention um, a couple of upcoming 
items that uh, people might want to be aware about, uh, meetings and whatnot. On Thursday, this Thursday, January 10th, in the City Hall Auditorium upstairs, that's on the third floor of City Hall, um, from 8.30 to about 1, it's about a half-day meeting, there's a very interesting uh, meeting that's going to take place called the uh, giving you the opportunity to participate in the Greater National Public Health Network's jurisdictional risk assessment. Basically, this is emergency preparedness stuff. Um, it's something that we're going to be at, um, but you can also pre-register for that. It should be really interesting talking about um, access to services and incident command resources. Should there be an emergency? You know, we don't we don't often think about community emergencies until the time is too late. This is your opportunity to get ahead of that and, and talk with some of the people who provide services, but also just to get your input heard. Um, if you wanted to pre-register for that, which is free, um, go to tinyurl.com front slash Greater Nashua JRA. So tinyurl.com front slash Greater Nashua JRA. Again, that's this Thursday. couple of events coming up very soon relative to Martin Luther King Day. Um, two in particular that I wanted to mention. One is on January 19th at 6 in the evening. The First Baptist Church is having their annual Martin Luther King celebration service. Um, there will be two speakers, or actually one keynote speaker. That's the Reverend Alicia Marie Johnson, who's an assistant pastor um, down in West Newton. And there's also some musical performances, the First Baptist Church Choir, the Nashua Area Interfaith Council Choir, the New Hampshire Gay Men's Chorus. It should be a really nice evening. That's on Manchester Street. No need to register anything. Just show up and enjoy the festivities and the presentation. That's 6 p.m. on January 19th at the First Baptist Church. Um, I've been going to that for years and really, really enjoy it. I find that to be an, a, an uplifting and uh, um, noteworthy celebration. The other relative to Martin Luther King is the or Southern New Hampshire Outreach for Black Unity, um, which is an organization in our community, is holding their 35th annual MLK breakfast. And that is on going to be on January 21st. That's a Monday, 8.30 to 12 at the Alpine Grove. Um, it's a really nice way to learn a little bit more about ML, Martin Luther King and his, and his legacy and what's going on in our community today. If you wanted information, about buying tickets or anything like that, sponsoring it. I know they're looking for sponsors as well. You can send an email to info at snhobu.com. Info at snhobu.com. Should be a really nice event as well. Last but not least, and very different, um, I wanted to mention if you're into Italy, now who is not into Italy, whether it be Italian food or just the sun or the culture, the music, who knows what, the Sohegan Valley Chamber of Commerce which is a nonprofit, so we like to talk about chambers occasionally as well. So Hegan Valley Chamber of Commerce is actually taking a tour of Italy May 6th through 14th of this year. And they're going to all sorts of fabulous places. They're going to go to Lake Como, Lago Maggiore, Lugano, Florence, or as my Italian friends call it, Firenze, Tuscany, Siena, and Rome. It's going to be just a fabulous vacation, very reasonably priced, about $3,000 a person, and that's all-inclusive, including airfare and, and uh, tours and food and, boy, you name it. So I don't know, $3,000 for eight days in Italy sounds sounds pretty reasonable, if you ask me, but you can find out more about that just by going to the Sohegan Valley Chamber of Commerce's website and um, learn more 
Um, if you decide to go and you feel f uncomfortable doing that alone, you can feel free to shoot me an email over at United Way and I'll, I'll join you. You can take me in your suitcase. Um, I'm glad to help you. Otherwise, I have no plans to go, but that doesn't mean I don't want to go. That just means I don't have any plans to go. So help me and, and help yourself at the same time by going to Italy with the Silicon Valley Chamber of Commerce. So that's about it. I also just wanted to mention one more thing before we bring our guests on, and that is the Blizzard Blast. So three weeks from this past Saturday, so just under three weeks now from now on January 26th is United Way's first annual, first ever Blizzard Blast obstacle course race in Mine Falls Park. This is a fundraiser. We always look for fundraisers at United Way that don't compete with the other nonprofits in our community. So, you know, there's just as an example, the Safe Stations Breakfast is coming up on February 14th. We are really big supporters of Safe Stations and all the work that's going on there. Last thing that we want to do is to do a fundraiser that would compete with and take resources away from that program. So we do things like running in the woods and carrying Christmas trees and climbing over obstacles for fun. This is a different way of fundraising that, uh, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, let's say you're a CrossFit person, you've done a Tough Mudder, you maybe want to do a Spartan race, but, you know, none of those are just tough enough for you. you got to do it in the snow. So um, blizzardblastrace.com is where you go to find out more. Blizzard Blast, oh, I'm sorry. I always get that wrong. Sheesh. Blizzardblastrun.com. So go to, or the United Way um, homepage and look under our events sections and you can find out more information there. Blizzardblastrun.com. It's about four miles, about 23, 24 obstacles in Mine Falls Park. Hopefully it'll be miserable weather and hopefully you'll just join us and have a great time um, and not get injured too badly. In the process. So join us at the Blizzard Blast on January 26th. And with that, I am going to now go to our special guests. We have um, two guests with us today who have never been on our show before, although I'm assured, I've been assured that they've both been on the radio before. So they're old pros at this. We have um, from Harbor Homes, from the Partnership for Successful Living, Maggie Ringy and Aaron Segaloff. And they are starting a new program called the Recovery Core at Harbor Homes. And I'm going to say, why don't we start out with, I don't know, how about you, Maggie? And we'll see um, what, what this program is about. Okay, great. So um, Recovery Core is an AmeriCorps program where um, our AmeriCorps members will be working as support workers, peer-to-peer uh, -peer support workers. Uh, for people who are in recovery from substance abuse disorder. So we're looking for people who, it's not clinical, that can just kind of help provide um, help with overcoming barriers to becoming clean from substance abuse. Okay, and this is a brand new program that's being put in place by the partnership, is that right? Yes, our first day uh, for AmeriCorps members is going to be March 4th. So. We're still kind of putting everything into place and doing a lot of the recruiting, and then we're going to have our big kickoff orientation on, on March 4th. Okay, so how does this program, is this going to be exclusively in Nashua, or is this a statewide program? This is a statewide program, so we'll have six sites in Nashua, um, and then 10 sites throughout the rest of the state. Um, I know that we have one in Laconia, we've got a couple on the seacoast, one out in Keene. Okay, so a person is, um, maybe they come through either that new hub-and-spoke model that we, that we were learning about, which is the statewide model for 
um, seeking recovery services or the Nashua or in Manchester that came through one of our safe stations and um, a person has I'm just I'm just anticipating who who would be um, sort of part of the program I'm guessing it would be somebody who has raised their hand up and said look I'm I want to recover um, and I want to get back to a life that is substance free and this is one of those programs that would support a person who's at that point in their life is that is that right Yes, we're actually um, encouraging people from all stages of recovery to participate. So it could be someone who you know has 12, 15 years of recovery under their belt where they say, I'm really feeling like I need some help right now at this stage in my life. You know, maybe I lost my job or I'm not in stable housing. Um, and then our uh, members that we're recruiting right now, we are actively re recruiting the members, and the members are going to be supportive to um, really people in all stages of recovery. So, so when Aaron, I'm sorry, when, when you say member, let's say, maybe make sure that I understand what you're saying. You're actually talking about the employees who support this program. Is that right? Correct. They are going to be um, serving um, under the AmeriCorps model, and they are going to be out in the community in those 16 different sites, the six here in Nashua and the 10 statewide, and they are going to be helping to connect um, people who are coming into recovery with the different services that they need throughout the state so it's just going to be like an additional support to the programs that are already existing um, so that they'll be able to help um, you know connect to jobs or you know whatever resources it is that that person might need um, because different stages of recovery you know there are different needs and different services um, so we'll just be trying to support them um, throughout that time in their recovery and really to help them attain and then maintain uh, healthy living which is our, our main goal. So what are the types of employees who, when you say we're recruiting AmeriCorps members, who are the, who's the ideal candidate for this job? Where, who are we trying to find to do this work? We are looking for really anyone. We're looking for people from all different stages of life because, you know, there's a lot of different opportunities out there, in the, you know, that we're placing within those 16 um different host sites that they're going to be at. Um, really anyone from someone graduating high school, someone who uh, maybe is looking for a career change and wants to earn their CRSW on the, in the process of you know serving on AmeriCorps, um, somebody who's retired and just looking for something to do you know in their early retirement. Um, it really ranges. I mean we have we could veterans um, we've had be AmeriCorps members. Um, it's really it's really a wide range of just whoever, just someone who's out there is just really looking for a way to give back to their community. Yeah, okay. I think I would say passion is the most important aspect. If you have a passion for helping people with substance abuse disorders and helping fight the op opioid epidemic, um, then we want to hear from you. Okay, and this is, um, I'm assuming, um, a program which is grant-funded from the federal government, which is why you're looking for AmeriCorps yes. people? Yes, so we have a grant from Volunteer New Hampshire and the Corporation for National and Community Service, and um, so we're working in partnership with them, and uh, yeah, just looking for AmeriCorps members. And we, we say a member um, just because they're not a volunteer, right. um, but they're also not an employee. Right. So, right. I know this is similar to, I suspect this is similar to, we've had Vista, AmeriCorps Vista employees at United Way, and a lot of nonprofits do that, um, where basically the person is an employee, uh, technically of the federal government of that program, mm -hmm. who is placed with you to do that work. Is this kind of a similar type of scenario? This is very similar. Vista's um, 
actually do a lot of indirect service. They do right. a lot of capacity building. Right. Whereas our members will be part of the state and national program, um, and they will be doing direct service. So they're doing peer to peer. They're they're right in the field. You know, with their with our clients. And it sounds like fantastic experience for somebody who um, is just looking to get into the field or more into the field. Yeah, absolutely. And some of the benefits of uh, being an AmeriCorps member here with this program is that um, you're going to be able to work towards getting your CRSW, and the program is going to help those individuals to get that CRSW um, during the time that they're in the program, which is a um, community support recovery, community recovery support worker. That's great. And and. Um, Last but not least, how does a person who's interested in getting involved in perhaps pursuing this with you, how do they learn more or how do they connect with you? Um, the best way would probably be to call Maggie, and her number is 603-816-9501. That's 603-816-9501, and that would connect you to Maggie. Or you can, of course, always access our Harbor Homes uh, page at the New Hampshire Partnership for Successful Living, and you can connect to us that way also. Okay, very good. And I always tell people, um, in case you didn't get to write down that number, 816, what did you say? 9501. And you forget all of this information, and it's just like you wake up in the middle of the night, and there was that thing I want to do. Just call Mike at United Way, and I'll connect you to these guys, and we'll get we'll get you going in, down this path of helping people in our community. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Thank you course. for having us. Thank you. And um, let's have you back in maybe a couple months and find out how it's going. I'd love to come back and, great. and talk about it. Outstanding. So we're going to take a short break now. And um, our show is brought to you by Etstone Properties of Greater Nashua. Etstone Properties is a premier premier builder in our community. And um, we will be back in about three or four minutes with our next guests, and that is the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Nashua. We're going to have um, two guests from the Boys and Girls Club, Sally Stanton and Ashley I always forget how to pronounce Ashley's last name. She's going to she's gonna correct me. I'm quite certain of it when we get started. So you're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show, and I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We will be back in just a couple of minutes. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Title Boxing Club is the best and only authentic full-body boxing workout that changes your body, clears your mind, and completely engages your spirit. Our signature workout utilizes the fundamentals of a true boxer's workout, including proper heavy bag training to strengthen and tone your arms, legs, back, core, stamina, and your confidence. Empowering, exhilarating, and totally addictive. This is your new favorite workout class. Visit them online at TitleBoxingClub.com or call 6032. 206-5608. That's 206-5608. And begin today. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, 
or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. As school resumes and school buses fill our roads, the medics at American Medical Response want to remind both parents and children about bus safety. Never assume that drivers of other vehicles are in fact stopping for the school bus. Walk on sidewalks to the bus stop. Never run. Children must stay out of the danger zone around the bus, which is 10 feet wide or 5 giant steps on all sides of the bus. At that distance from the bus, the bus driver can see you. Check out more safety tips at amr.net slash safety. AMR medics are here for you every hour of every day. Well, good Monday morning, and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We're here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking about the fantastic work of all of the incredible nonprofits serving our community. Today we are joined by a couple of really good friends who I've known for quite a while from the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Nashua, one of those nonprofits that I'm quite certain that our audience has heard about, and I'm equally certain that many of you don't actually know what all they do and how you can get involved so it's really great to have you guys on the show we have sally standen who's the director of development sally good morning good morning mike is that the correct title uh chief development officer chief development officer and and cook and bottle washer yes okay all of the above okay and that actually in that's actually insider nonprofit speak for fundraiser Yes. Okay. And then we have Ashley, whose name I butchered in, in our prior segment, but I'm, I've been trained now. Ashley Fadala. Yes. Who is the, I don't know, what do you do, Ashley? You do all the events and stuff over there, right? Yes. So my job title is Assistant Development Director, and my main focus is our fundraising events and really anything else fundraising. That's fantastic. And you guys do some incredible events, so we'll talk about that as well. Um, I was going to say, it doesn't really matter who takes this first question, but... You know, at a very high level, I think it's important for people to realize just exactly what it is that the Boys Club and Boys and Girls Club does here in our community. So if one of you can maybe just give a high-level picture of what is the work that, that goes on over there um, at the club and uh, how, how um, you benefit the community, that would be a great starting point, I believe. Sally Either of you can take. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, um, Sally. So we serve... Um, youth ages 5 to 18. We have over 3,000 members of our club and um, we basically um, enable all youth, no matter their socioeconomic um, situation, to uh, really excel and um, give them the skills so they can become productive, caring members of our society. And how many um, kids do you have typically um, I, I mean, you have members, right? So yes. every person that participates in the club somehow is a member. Yes. Um, how many members do you have in any given year? So we have over 3,000 members, and then we do community collaborative programs. So we serve another roughly 3,000 kids in the communities who aren't direct members. And we have anywhere between 450, 500 kids a day coming to our club. 
Wow, that's a lot of kids. Yes, very busy place. That gives me anxiety just thinking about it. (laughs) Well, come and visit us anytime between sort of 2.30 and 7 o'clock at night, and uh, it's a very energetic and inspiring place to be. Well, I have to say I have done that, and um, it always (laughs) – energetic and inspiring is what somebody would say who loves that kind of thing. I would say anxiety and and terrifying are more the adjectives I would use to describe the experience, but it's great to see all those kids running around and doing really, you know, good, productive stuff, um, especially when there are so many bad alternatives out there for them to be pursuing. So um, I want to start then maybe talking about events because events are very important. Um, To some extent, event-based fundraising is kind of the lifeblood of some of our local nonprofits. And Ashley, you get involved in putting those together. So maybe we can talk a little bit about what does the annual cycle look like for your events Um, And what is coming up that people would want to know about? Yeah, of course. I'd love to talk about that. So we do three fundraisers a year. We do a Youth of the Year dinner and Hall of Fame celebration. We do a golf tournament like many other nonprofits in the area. And in December, we have our annual Bids for Kids holiday auction, which we have silent auction items, um, live auction items. We do a fund a need that night. So it's a little bit of everything at that event. Our next event is our Youth of the Year dinner and Hall of Fame celebration, which is really one of my favorite events events because the youth of the year program it's a national boys and girls club of america program so what our youth are doing at our club um boys and girls club members in california are doing boys and girls club members in texas are doing so it's um really great to kind of see all of the clubs do it and participate in it um and becoming youth of the year is really the pinnacle of your boys and girls club membership experience and then we have a hall of fame portion where we really recognize our alumni, community members, supporters, people who have kind of continued their support of the club for many years, and we recognize them there. So when is that event coming up? That is March 13th, and that is held at the club in our gym. So it's a very grassroots event. It's great to see everyone come into the club, and the kids get to see the club kind of all dressed up, and community members get to come see the club. And um, we have 50 members at the event, so it's great for community members to meet our members. That's fantastic, and I am always excited about things that aren't taking place on January 26th. So, that we <laughs> so um, how is it that somebody can get involved who maybe hasn't been to one of these events before i'm assuming that people can come it's a dinner is that right yep it's a dinner so it happens at six o'clock six to eight o'clock at night um we serve dinner and then we do an hour-long program if anyone wants more information they can go to our website we'll also be launching a new website at the end of this month which is very exciting so yeah all the information is on our website bgcn.com bgcn.com and um I assume that there are also sponsorship opportunities for somebody who wanted to maybe maybe a business owner that wants to um, give me get some recognition and also give back at the same time. That's always kind of a nice win win for people. Yes, definitely. We have very many different sponsorship opportunities, not just with the Youth of the Year dinner, but all of our. Um, fundraising events and then we also for that dinner if you maybe aren't a business and you're an individual and want to sponsor you can sponsor kids to attend the event so you can pay the $30 per member so that they're able to attend that sounds really great I I think Sally I see out of the corner of my eye wanting to jump in but I'm sorry I'm going to stick with Ashley for just one more more (laughs) question if you don't mind so I I know from so Ashley and I are also chamber ambassadors Mm -hmm. so that's part of our volunteering give back to the community and you were mentioning at our last chamber ambassadors meeting um, that you had sort of an 
online um, sort of portal for some of your fund to need or something like that at your last event. I'm totally butchering what you did, but it was exciting. So I wanted you to describe that for people. Yes. So at our Bids for Kids holiday auction in December, we used mobile bidding for the first time, which is um, kind of a really big culture change for our event because in the past we've always used bid sheets. People had to walk around with a pen and paper, that sort of a thing. And um, this time around, everyone was able to bid from their cell phones a week prior to the event. So it really just gave the whole event a uh, new energy, which was really exciting, went really well, and we're looking forward to continuing that progress. And did that work for everybody, like even your old people? <laughs> for the most part, yeah. yes. There was a couple people who we had to help through the process, but we had iPads <laughs> in the room, so if you don't have a smartphone, you were still able to bid. Like, here's how you use your, you flip open your flip phone, your <laughs> Motorola flip phone, and you say, like, how do I do that? I could see my mother. She would be just terrified. Exactly. We didn't run into too, too much of that, but we were prepared to deal with it. So. Fantastic. That yeah. sounds great. I love the innovation. That's really cool. Was that your idea? Um, No. Well, oh, come on. So this was Ashley's idea. It was really terrific. It I, was, good, and congratulations. it went really well. Good, good. Take credit, man. Yeah. All right. So, Sally, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the programming you do. I know that you get involved at the club in prevention programming around substance use disorder. And... Um, it seems like we, that's kind of a theme we can roll into from our last visitors. So, uh, but a lot of people don't realize um, what all you actually do to build a resilient youth um, base. What is some of the programs you do that, around prevention? Um, you're right, Mike. It takes all of us to work on this issue, and um, we're happy to um, provide our kids a, a number of layered um, evidence-based programs that help build that resiliency, and the United Way supports many of them. So thank you. Um, one of the programs that we um, instituted a couple years ago was uh, Positive Action, which is an evidence-based program that teaches kids life lessons to help them build the skills they need to avoid getting involved in risky behaviors. So it's a series of, there's actually 188 lessons in the, the um, Positive Action program, and our staff serve as mentors for our kids, and they're teaching them these skills that they need. We also do a Smart Moves program, which is similar um, in building their resiliency with the kids. We also have a Camp Mariposa, which is a um, really amazing program. We're in our third year of it out of a five-year program that Camp Mariposa is targeted to kids 9 to 12 who have suffered severe trauma from addiction in their families. So it's an actually off-site camp they go to six times a year. And um, we have mentors and therapy and just really fun camp activities to get these kids out of isolation and learning about what addiction is, that it's not their fault, and that there are ways to help. And I heard, and I'm not sure that I've, I've confirmed this, but has that program changed names? Uh, the Moyer Foundation, who um, supports it, change names but Camp Mariposa is it's still, Camp, is Mariposa. still Camp Mariposa. Well that's good to know because I yes. uh, because that's what I tell people about. Yes. <laughs> Just a sure change in the foundation name. Sound, that yep. sounds great. So the um those are fantastic programs and what one of the things you mentioned which I I know the United Way we really like to um use for prioritizing some of our investments is the evidence basis for your programming where things are scientifically tested, evaluated, measured so that we know that, you know, a dollar in will equate to a dollar out in terms of results. Um, you know, it's not that simple, but it's important. It is important. And we are fortunate being part of Boys and Girls Club of America that 
um, they provide some programming for us that um, they've researched and tested and they have national models that they work with. So we're fortunate that we can piggyback on some of those programs that have been tried and tested and uh, that makes all the difference in the, the bottom line. That's fantastic. Are there ways for people to get involved with the Boys and Girls Club as volunteers? Absolutely. I wanted to piggyback on something Ashley said about sponsors. One of the ways people can get involved volunteering as a, and as mm-hmm. sponsors is our Partners for Kids program. So you can become a sponsor of all Ashley's events and our annual campaign. Many businesses um, do this. It's one of our fastest growing ways people can get involved um, in the sponsorship level. And then many of those people come and um, volunteer at the events as well. Okay. There are lots of volunteer opportunities. We're working with kids 5 to 18 years old. We provide academic success, healthy living skills, and good leadership and citizenship um, programs for our kids. So on so many different levels, we have people who volunteer as coaches, helping in the kitchen, um, doing homework help. We had over a 1,000 kids last year voluntarily participate in homework health, help at the club. That's incredible. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Are there specific, are there areas in which you have a, like a severe need, like a shortage of volunteers? Anything that comes to mind? Like I know, for example, when I've had big brothers and big sisters on the show, they've had some struggles with getting male mentors. Yes. That's been sort of a chronic problem, actually. And I think that typically is in the nonprofit area when you're dealing with um, youth, um, finding men who have the time and capacity and interest in volunteering. But many of our kids are from single-parent families, and having that male role model is really important in their lives. We have a wonderful volunteer um, who comes into our homework help probably three times a week. He's older, retired, um, a grandfather figure for our kids, and they just flock to him. He's mm-hmm. wonderful. Last week, I I wanted to say hello. He was sewing with a little girl, teaching her how to sew. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and he looked up, and he goes, I don't really know what I'm doing, but this is great. you know. And he, he gets as much out of it as the kids. But, yeah, anybody who would like to come in and volunteer, we'd welcome them. That's great. Well, I'm old, so I would be a bad volunteer. I'd be like, No, here, you would be great. Here you go, Sonny. This is how you use a slide rule. And <laughs> and people would not be too enthusiastic. Well, the math like is tough. The math yeah, is always is. tough for the homework side of things. Well, because it changes, it right? It changes so rapidly. But we teach we yeah. teach the adults who then can teach the kids. So this is how you do math these days. Exactly. That's actually really helpful. My daughter is 24, and I remember when she went through middle school, and they were doing their math there, and I thought, you know, I know how to do long division and stuff, but, like, this is different. This is not how I learned. Very was, different. So, But, but that's even, the synergy yeah. between yeah. the young and the old. Yeah. We learn from each other. So It made me it, feel particularly elderly, I have to say, though. <laughs> it really did. Um, so that sounds great. And I'm assuming on your website, uh, you said it was bgcn.com. Dot com. Is also volunteering opportunities as well? Yes. Okay, awesome. Uh, so in the final minute or two that we have remaining, what other items would you guys like to highlight that people should know about the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Nashua that they don't maybe already know? I think one thing that I'm always amazed when I talk to people, there are a couple things that we do that people have no idea. We um, serve... Uh, food to our kids and we consciously went through and we have a really healthy program if you came in and saw our menus you'd want to come for lunch every day i probably should (laughs) (laughs) last year we served sixty-two thousand meals to our kids all free of charge no kidding when kids come in every day they get a healthy snack they get a healthy meal and then in the summer they get breakfast lunch and the teens get dinner so we are providing so many meals for our kids and um you know those basic things are really important and 
Um, many of our kids don't know where their next meal is coming from. So to us, those basic things, and we also provide free transportation from every school in Nashua to the club. So um, we provide from the basics to college and career prep. It's a really busy place, and um, our kids really benefit a lot. It sounds like a good place. If somebody wants to learn more, they should just give one of you guys a call and schedule a tour. To come I was see just what going gonna to do. say that. Come to the club, see it in action. It really is um, very amazing. So I would encourage everyone to come to the club for a tour. Unless you're like me and you're, you know, you have a deep-seated antith- antipathy towards young people that don't go. Then like, come go at when, like noon. When yeah, when there. nobody's there. <laughs> you yeah. can come and bring your checks, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are great partners of ours. We're we're um, so proud of that partnership and the work that you do really makes all the difference in our community with the youth of greater nashua so thank you for what you do well thank you it's a great partnership we have absolutely so um with that you've been listening to sally stanton and ashley fadula from the boys and girls club of greater nashua you're listening to the united way community connection show i am your host mike affelberg we will be back in just two or three minutes with our next guest which is from the world academy right here in nashua in the meanwhile, um, we're going to take a short break. Our show is brought to you by Edstone Properties of Greater Nashua. Hi, this is Tony Joyce from Joyce Cooling and Heating. Now that winter is here, hopefully your heating system is working. Did you know that a 30-year-old heating system can waste up to 50% of its energy? Don't you think it's time to upgrade your system to a new high-efficiency Lennox, Mitsubishi, or Renai? Starting in January, you may qualify for these energy rebates of up to $1,500. These rebates are available for a limited time, so don't wait. Call Joyce Cooling and Heating at 882-4244 or on the web at JoyceCool.com. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. The Village Network was created for only one reason, to keep those 62 and older in their home as long as possible, ideally for the rest of their life. The Village Network is the answer for children who do not live nearby and worry about their parents being able to remain independently and safely at home. The Village Network has a network of trusted providers and volunteers who provide transportation, home repair, home-delivered meals, grocery shopping, and others who are there to help when you need them. We can even find someone to walk your dog. The Village Network does not charge thousands of dollars of upfront costs for services you may never need. With the Village Network, you only pay for services when you need them. Become a member of the Village Network today by calling 603 891 
603-891-0008. That's 603-891-0008. The Village Network. Become a member today. Well, good Monday morning. You are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. on WSMN 1590 a.m. and WLMW 90.7 FM. The purpose for our show, the reason why you would listen in, is to learn a little bit more about the nonprofits in our community, how they're transforming Greater Nashua into a place which is stronger, smarter, healthier, and safer, and how you can get involved in supporting their work as a way of giving back, either as a volunteer or as a donor or in some other way. So we're joined today by two brand new guests who have never been on our show before, and that is Kathy Nelson and Lisa Diaz from the World Academy. Kathy is the, I, I don't know, I consider her like the boss lady. President. Is that, oh, she has a, she has a shirt on, it says, actually it says president. <laughs> All right, so, and I think that's really pretty funny. I was on... Um, so one of my friends hosts a Hispanic radio show, and he introduced me, and it was all Spanish, and I don't speak Spanish, so I was like constantly being translated, but they introduced me as El Presidente, and I thought that was the best. I always wanted to be introduced, that, so that's why I'm, what I'm going to go by. But I'll get you a, a shirt. Well, El Presidente. And Lisa Diaz, who I assume does all the work. Lisa is the head of school, so Kathy, right. Kathy um, takes the glory, and Lisa does the work. Is that about right? No, that's Perfect. Right. No, it's perfect. And she'll continue to do so i understand now okay that sounds oh that sounds good i'm sorry i set you up for that lisa so um world academy you guys are down off of exit one on um, east dunstable is that main dunstable spitbrook spitbrook road right and uh been there for how long have you been there now kathy well we've been in that location since 1995 but we've been in existence since, since 1980 so we're going on our 40th year i had no idea i'm that old you've been around well <laughs> <laughs> you, okay, I was, you said that not me um, I did. Uh, but i had no idea you guys had been around that long that's incredible i if i was going to if, I, if you asked me, I would say yeah, 15 years or so. But 40 years, incredible. 40 Congratulations. Years. That's thank awesome. You. Thank you. Thank you. And you've seen a lot of growth over the years, too. Phenomenal. Um, I know that within the past, I was just down at an event um, at the, uh, what's the golf club down there? Sky Matter. Sky Matter, right. And so I drove past your place, and I saw that you had added on an addition. I think it's a gymnasium or a performing arts Theater. center. or And um, so how many students do you have now in the school? Well, in, so we begin in infants, so our youngest are six weeks old up through eighth grade, and we have about 460 children in those age ranges. So kindergarten through, or four years old is pre-K. No, pre-K. So we have infants, so six weeks old. Wow. Okay. So I'm not used to thinking of six weeks old as school. That's, That's incredible. Right. That's so, right. um, of course, if I had started out that young, I'd probably be a lot smarter <laughs> too. But um, through eighth grade, you say? Through eighth grade. Okay. Fantastic. And um, how many did you say? About 460. About 460. And, and throughout the summer, since we have summer camp, we add about 50 more additional families. So we see about 500 families annually. Okay. And we have, I think we've educated over 10,000 children over the last 40 years plus so we have a track record yeah i would say you probably have a great track record um what areas are you seeing enrollment grow in those age groups what areas are you seeing the the greatest growth at this point 
Well, I think our early childhood is in a healthy spot. And also, we added the middle school about six years ago. And so we continue to expand. We started with two eighth graders and four seventh graders. And now we have, you know, over 100 kids in our middle school. So uh, we're continuing to grow those programs as well. You know, Mike, I think it's all a, a function of the economy. When when our economy does well and parents are working, they need our early childhood program. So that flourishes. When um, the economy is, well, when it's still good, parents want private programs if they can afford it and it fits their bill. And so that also helps the middle school to grow. Yep. So that's a want and a need is early child care. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that I can definitely see that, and we see that in other, you know, in the, in the nonprofit sector for sure, with the uh, growth in childcare right. and early and early, especially you know around a strong employment base. That's true. Right. Um, now, off of exit one, you're in a sort of a demographically also fairly diverse part of town. What would you, how would you describe the uh, sort of the overall demographics of your of your school community? Well, I have to I have to jump in here, Lisa. I'm sorry because. For New Hampshire, diversity is still not really diverse. So I'm from Washington, D.C. So born and raised in Washington, D.C., when I came here, there was... It's a culture shock, right? It it was. It was 40 years ago. It it was really... very, um, very non-diverse. Well, I grew and, up in California, so I, I understand oh, you what you what that. you mean. Yeah, okay. you know, we Nashua is the most diverse community in the state, and it is still ninety-three percent white. Precisely, but yeah. our school is forty percent diverse, wow. and that's intentional. Yeah, because we do know that um, in order to be well-rounded, to have a fully um, functioning life, a person must have tolerance, and in order to have tolerance, you have to have to experience diversity in all forms, of course. Uh, not just uh, ethnicity, but in all forms. However, that is a huge part of World Academy, hence our name. When, we, when I came here in 1980, I, there were two things that were needed here. One was support for working families, and that was relatively new. Um, because early childhood is uh, taking care of children was a cottage industry prior to that. It was right. done by parents in the home. It was free, so to right. speak. So when women entered the workforce, they needed something. So that was the need the community had. What I wanted to provide at the time was a professional workforce with a professional program that focused on children, not just the needs of working people, but focused on the needs of children. That meant we had to come. We had to come together with a very well-rounded program, which Lisa's willing. Lisa, I don't know if you want to describe what we feel is a part of a well-rounded child. So, sure. from Kathy's description of the philosophy and the philosophical underpinnings of of World Academy to Lisa translating that into where Action. are your strengths, right? Right. Where Where would you say are your biggest strengths as a school? I think it's our school community and the way we go about you know, the process of educating our children. So we focus on the whole child. And by that, we mean it's not just the academics. It's it's the whole person. It's bringing up, you know, well-rounded, healthy, um, caring individuals. And as part of that, when we're planning our curriculum, you know, science is important, math is important, English. Those, those are obviously parts of our curriculum. But we also focus on, you know, the social-emotional learning of the children, making sure that they develop those critical skills that they're going to need in order to be successful in the world. Um, the arts program is important. 
everything, the music, everything Nature. that, you know, that they could be exposed to, but it's not just focusing on one. It's, it's providing the opportunity for them to have exposure to all of it. And then, you know, they, they learn to develop an appreciation as well. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things I definitely want to make sure that I asked you about today is workforce. Because workforce is a huge issue in, in the education industry. I mean, if there is such things in education industry, I think there is. Um, but finding qualified work, work, workers, people who can, can participate as employees at the World Academy, what are the challenges that you face in that area? And how have you been addressing well, those? It is a huge issue. And um, for our field, it's also harder because you really do this as a work of the heart. As opposed, uh, as, a, as opposed to salary. Um, there just is not, um, they're just not lucrative to be in early childhood. But for many people, it well, is a labor know, of love. You know, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I come from a family of teachers, and I remember my mother saying at one point when I was young that um, she earned a psychic income. And I, I, and I always question, like, what do you mean by a psychic income? And I think she, that's like a feel-good, like it's a feel-good income. It. I'm going to use know. that, Mike. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that it's hard great. to feed your family and pay the bills with a psychic income. Yes, it is true. I, I, worked, I actually worked in Catholic schools in the Washington, D.C. area, and I remember them telling me that God was going to repay me, even though they didn't give me money, yeah. that I was going to be repaid yeah, yeah. in St. Peter will make it all right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But to answer your question, um, it takes specific people. I, we have staff members that have been there 30 years, 20 and 30 years. 20% of our staff has been there longer than 15 years. That's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And this is a staff of 80 people. Yep. So uh, we are very graced. Um, it, it has to do with Lisa's leadership style as well as the way we care about people. If we don't take care of our teachers, they can't take care of our kids. Um, our strength, though, is our families. We are very family-oriented, and families are requiring us to do the very best we can. They ask, they ask the world of us for their kids, and we do what we can to give it. The one difference, um, the one thing that makes us special and makes the staff of people special, which I hope post-secondary t- programs listen to, is that um, we are responsive immediately to families. They love their kids, like everybody loves their kids. Right. And we are immediately responsive. That's an important thing. If um, post-secondary programs that I understand, I understand now are telling their students it's probably not a good field to get into early childhood. Um, probably not a good good field to get into in terms of education. Now that's pretty sad. Um, they, it certainly is. And, and and so now we are being given the burden of trying to figure out how to educate our educators, mm-hmm. how to train them. We're looking for internal programs, trying to come up. Uh, we have um, a, uh, a relationship with Southern New Hampshire University, uh, Granite State. Uh, we have tried to work with them so that they can, just like everyone in this town, they're looking for specialized people that don't exist. But I can tell you one thing. Without quality early childhood, we will not get and keep young workers because they want good stuff for their kids. So this is the service we're giving our community. Yeah, absolutely. And so when we talk about um, you know families and families getting involved, you mentioned that once or twice already. How how is it that families get involved in giving back in participating in the daily life of the World Academy? So I, from a school perspective, we encourage parents to be involved in the school in in sharing um, in the activities that go on in the school 
and also having a voice when it comes to the education for their children. Um, as far as the way our school is involved in the community, we work closely with our neighbors. We have events where our students will go and sing to the residents at the Huntington or, or on Veterans Day we have a celebration with them and so forth. And then also our neighbors, uh, the Grace Lutheran Church, they offer a food pantry to the community. So we have our students become involved in that and as a way to give back to the community. Yeah, and I should mention you've also done some collections and stuff for some of the events that we right. do. I think our baby shower and yes. maybe the Santa Fund yes, as well. Yes, yes, Okay. I do have to say, though, that our parents contribute the best and the most by being there. They are very present. We have an incredible group of parents. They are present. They are demanding. They are aware. They're educated. And it's our responsibility to educate the people we serve. I, I understand that. Uh, but they need to be open because quality child care is hard to do, very hard to find, but reaps so many benefits for the state. Right now, we contribute $4.4 billion to the economy of New Hampshire, the same or similar to, as travel and tourism. This is an important thing, and if parents understand that, they will be choosy and appreciative, hopefully, of what they see because there is not a return on investment in this field. Mm. We are not in this for the, uh, the monetary return on investment. But I can tell you, because of this crew that I have here, that I've had here forever, that have been innovative and willing to grow, I sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it matters. Right. It really matters. That's fantastic. Um, abso absolutely understand that. How can somebody learn more? about the World Academy? Because if somebody's listening in and they maybe are at that place where they want to either switch schools or maybe they have a young one that they want to get in, um, you know, into, well, I don't know, your six-week-old program or, <laughs> or something like, is there like, can they take a tour? Can they go online? What's the best way to learn more about World Academy? Right. So there's, there's many ways. We have an open house actually coming up this upcoming Saturday. So that's a great way for okay. families to learn about our kindergarten through eighth grade program. Also, um, Parents can call the school and set up a tour with our admissions department, and they can visit, you know, whatever age-specific program they'll be looking for. Okay, and so there's information about that, I presume, on your website? Yes. Yep. Which is? www.worldacademynhsinnewhampshire.com www.worldacademynh.com and I'm sure, sure you can just also Google it, World Academy Nashville, New Hampshire, and find it that way as well. Um and you said that there is an upcoming um, open house. Is that for all grade levels, or is that just the early? Well, it's for it's a kindergarten through eighth grade, so our teachers will be okay. there, administrators. Perfect. But we often actually have families that will come in. They have three or four-year-olds, and they're thinking about their future, so they want to check out the school. They're not only thinking about preschool. They're thinking about the entire journey. So oftentimes yeah. we'll have families come in looking for all ages. But, but we Sounds have open good. enrollment all the time. We have rolling enrollment. So we take um, we take appointments and tours that all the time. Fantastic. And as I said in the in the beginning before we even started talking, the music means we're gonna get the hook. So <laughs> You've been listening to Kathy Nelson, El Presidente of the World Academy, and Lisa Diaz, who's the head of school and also does all the work there. And no, the um, teachers do the work, not me. <laughs> 
That's a good. That's a good boss. I like. Thank that. you, Mike, for having us today. Well, thank you for being on today. So you've been listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I am your host, Mike Affelberg. We're here each and every Monday morning from nine to ten, talking about the nonprofits in our community. We will be back next week with the Caregivers, which is a nonprofit that helps. Um, homebound seniors in our community and the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society talking about bloodborne illnesses. Um, until next week, I would encourage you to please be kind to one another because great things really do happen when you live when we live united. You're listening to 1590 WSMN Nashua. USA Radio News with Chris Barr.